Father God in heaven, one more time we call on you today, thanking you for bringing us here safely. Be with us now as we learn how to balance the blessing there, Father, as we follow your simple guidelines and your truths. May you uh, bless that we too can be a living example, a living testimony that others may see and wonder and say, wow, what can we do to be like that? But ultimately, what can we do to be saved? Thank you again. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, today uh, we're going to be focusing a little bit more on how to balance the blessings. As you remember, um, after I did a, a little bit of studying and uh, in the Word, every time we looked at where the Word uses fat, uh, it always told us that the fat belongs to who? The Lord. All right. And... Um, so he didn't want us to keep on too much fat, but when we use the fat properly and, and other places where he used that, it should be that they were fatter in flesh and stuff like that. We found out that this happened when the people of God followed the way that he wanted them to live. And then ultimately they were fatter or they looked better in flesh. Basically, they, they were blessed. Amen. Amen. Who remember the story there? Daniel chapter one. Yep. Daniel chapter one, three Hebrew boys. Uh, most importantly, many of us skip to the end of the story where they were smart and stuff like that. But we sometimes forget that the test, and one thing I want to share with us, the test begins today. Many of us say, hey, I'm going to wait for the time of trouble, and then I'm going to eat right, and I'm going to live right, and the Lord is going to vindicate me. It's too late. When Daniel and the three Hebrew boys were in their situation, they had been living that lifestyle long time ago. Even when they were back home chilling, if, if, if I could say that. They were eating the right way, living the right way. So finally when the time came, as we also read in Daniel 1 verse 8, it says Daniel and his friend purpose in their what? Hearts. Heart. They made up in their mind that they would not do anything to defile the temple of the Lord. So as a result of practicing and living that way that they were supposed to live way before, when the test came, they were like, this is not even an option, O king. We're going to live, we, we need to continue living the way God wants us to live. And watch this. As they continue to follow the simple principles that God gave them, number one, they were what? They were smarter. Okay? They were so smart, even before that, that they knew that this was a test of their faith, because they were living it already. And also, they were so smart that when the time came in Daniel chapter 3, and all their other friends bowed down, because their mind, and uh, man, some of you guys wasn't here in the first one, but no problem. Because their stomach was clear, their mind was what? Clear. And so as a result, they saw that this is something that God would not have them do. And they were the only ones who stood up. Can you imagine being, GYC is not the best example, but let's just say GYC. Because this is probably the same similar principle. How many people? 3,000, 4,000 people in that big auditorium. And something comes up on the screen or something like that and it tells us to do something contrary to what God believes. And then it's just going to be only 30 of us who stand up because, you know, our stomachs is clear. So we think it straight and say, nope, brother Ramos or, 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 or even if I, nice, I'm sorry, but this is not what God will want me to do. And so I'm going to stand. Man, can you imagine? 
I was about to say, que, que arvergüenza. That's how ashamed, man. Can you imagine how ashamed you'd be like looking around? But because they stood up for what was right, the Lord blessed them. And not only that, but they, after they had the smartness, they also looked good. Amen. Amen. They didn't have too much blessings. They didn't have too little blessings. Okay? So anytime you hear me say blessings, that either means pounds or fat. Alright? So we'll share a couple of testimonies. Pounds or fat are considered a blessing. Alright. Do I have too much blessing pressing the off button? Or? Got all the blessings. <laughs> Alright. So, that either... Are we okay? Yeah? Okay. That either means pounds or fat. So... Had an opportunity, as I was sharing, the continuation of our testimony the first time. We were over in the Philippines. They invited us to go there from working with one person on the street. We started working with their family in the Philippines. As we were in the Philippines, they said, please go over and help our family in Thailand. We went across the world in about three months. And we never planned it. As we were working with the people in Thailand, in Bangkok, who had high blood pressure, high um, acid reflux, many different items, a little extra blessings, you know what I mean? They said, man, you guys have helped us so much. Please help our family in Dubai. You guys know ever Dubai? Who can tell you what country is Dubai in? United Arab Emirates. That place is crazy. I'll just tell you this. But we couldn't go there to help their, fa- their friend. Their friend, his daughter, had over 300 plus blessings. You guys know what I mean? Amen. But we couldn't help her then because we had a project in Texas to deal with. So we went back to Texas and we did the project and I ended up in Toronto doing another project. And you know what? They gave us a call. Hey, where are you? I said, well, we're in Canada working on a project. They said, can you come now to help? We said, well, you know, we didn't have it planned. It was like, it's too late. You guys know what happened. They already bought the ticket. They said, just go pick up the ticket at the airport. I went to the airport. I saw the ticket, almost $10,000. I said, man, maybe I'll sleep, take baths on a plane or something like that. They said, please come. Wherever you're at, we'll, we'll send for you. So we left Toronto all the way to the Middle East. The funny thing is, I didn't know, but that country is not too strict. But some of those countries, you go in there, they searching your bags. They looking. Anything that says Jesus. Man, they were going through suitcases and stuff like that. But praise the Lord, I'm a healthy lifestyle consultant slash medical missionary literature evangelist. You guys know what that means. For those who wasn't here before. We're taking the literature with the medical, we're putting it together, and in praise the Lord, we're going to do it under the Healthy Lifestyle Consultant umbrella. So if you guys ever see us on TV or the radio, a matter of fact, if we work together and you hear that, just know that that's a medical missionary literature evangelist program. But don't tell nobody, because then they probably won't let us in. So they went through and they started looking through our books, and all they see is medicinal plants. Oh, well, they, they can't talk about God with plants, you know. And all they saw was healthy foods and... And, uh, oh wait, this one here is Ministry of Healing. I didn't have this one. Where's my other one? Here it is. I had this one here. Pathways to Health and Happiness. So they probably thought, you know, they turn to the back and all they see is millions of people are discouraged with stress. They don't know this is a cover for Ministry of Healing. (laughs) So they just look through it. Oh, no, no, no problem. Thank you for coming to our country. Spend a lot of money and then leave. You know? So we got in there. This young lady was dealing with severe situations. As you know, if you have the extra blessings on for too long, you're going to start having heart problems, pressure problems. Matter of fact, let's even look at that. Remind me real quick. You will. Every five blessings. You guys know what that means? Every five blessings 
over-blessed and overweight, you know, right? You guys get the lingo a little bit? Every five blessings over-blessed, you increase your chance of getting diabetes by 10%. So if you have 20 blessings overly blessed, how many times would you have increased your chances of getting diabetes? 40, just by 20? You do the math. So what was she, in a matter of time, about to develop? Diabetes. Diabetes. Matter of fact, there's a direct relationship between obesity and diabetes. And a matter of fact, I was talking to some people here who came by the booth um, last night. I want you guys to come by. Uh, I think we may have our, our DVDs tomorrow. Uh, you guys come by, we'll give you a DVD uh, on the house. And uh, a couple of people asked, hey, I asked them, do you know what the cause of diabetes is? What is the answer? What's the cause of diabetes? All right, too much insulin. Okay, what else? High fat, low fiber. Anybody else? Genetics. Okay, anybody else? Insufficient. So you're just not doing anything. Ooh, thank you for saying that. We're going to be talking about the imbalance and the blessing. I don't know if we have enough time. Did you know? Now don't run and go tell your friends if you know anybody who smoke and drink. Do you know people who smoke, drink, or whatever like that, but exercise every day? are sometimes in better condition than those who are total vegetarians but never exercise. I'm like, man, all these years I've been doing this, and if I haven't been exercising, can you believe that? You need to be active. So real quick, the reason I have to share this is because I asked five people, and I think one person got it right. What is the cause of type 2 diabetes? And the reason I'm sharing this with you guys, you guys probably say, well, I don't have a chance. They say you get it at 40, 50 years old. No, that has changed big time. Matter of fact, they project by 2020 or 2015, 2020, the average age of person getting diabetes will drop down to almost 30. Mm -hmm. Average right now is probably up there at 40 or whatever like that. It's going to drop down big time. Matter of fact, there are people coming down, teenagers coming down with diabetes. What is the cause of diabetes? Dr. Anderson did a quick study. He gave one group of healthy young women and a few men, okay, a high fat diet. And the other group, he gave one pound of sugar a day. Anybody eat one pound of sugar a day? That's the easiest thing to do. You just add up a couple of cookies, uh, two or three uh, uh, soft drinks, and you have almost about a, a pound of sugar a day. The other, a uh, pound of sugar day. Who got diabetes first? Who? The fat. The fat. What fat does, it blocks the cells from absorbing the, the insulin. And as a result, it stays high in the blood. And, and when you go ahead and do your test, you start getting numbers over 100. And you remember, normal numbers should be between 70 to 100. So, the one who had a high-fat diet developed type 2 diabetes or mild diabetics in less than two weeks. Anybody want to know how to become a diabetic? I can teach you right now. In less than two weeks, you become a diabetic. The other group, however, he gave one pound of sugar a day did not produce not even one diabetic after 11 weeks when the experiment was terminated. What is the cause? Fat. Fat. But I know everybody is jotting it down. Oh. They said if you want to think it, you need to ink it. This is why we didn't give you guys no printouts. I want you guys to remember, 
So write it down, go home and study it. Now some of us are writing, hey, sugar doesn't cause any problems, so I'm going to eat all the sugar in the world. No siree. Sugar is related, but let me just stop here and tell you real quick so nobody has the idea that sugar is okay. Number one, sugar is one of the leading causes of stomach cancer. Sugar, leading cause, one of the leading causes of colon cancer, weakens your bones, causes ulcers, gallstones, many different items, retarded fetal growth. You ever wonder why in our society you would think only third world countries are having problems with, you know, preemies and stuff? We still have preemies like there's no tomorrow. Because of the what? Sugar. I know a lot of us, I heard about the GYC thing. Everybody who comes to GYC leaves married. Leaves married. You guys, you develop a good friendship. And the next GYC, everybody's, oh, you married to that person? Oh, I met him last year. So I know people are going to start getting married soon. And people are going to want to have good, healthy kids. You may avoid the fat, but if you're still using the sugar, it can cause a problem. With that, okay? So do not run out and start using sugar. Directly related to increasing the blessings as well. Okay? So, had a chance to work with this lady. Over 300 plus blessings. Went ahead, put on a simple plan that we're going to share with you in a little while. The first month alone, she balanced over 25 blessings. 25 blessings. The doctor said, man, whatever you're doing, you're killing yourself. Second month, she balanced another 25 blessings. Doctor said, you're doing something wrong, you're probably starving yourself. So he went ahead and did blood test. The blood test came back. Her blood test came back better than it ever was before. Isn't that God blessing? You know, so I was treading real softly, you know, because over there, they're believing Allah and, you know, all these different things. So we tread real softly and we started sharing the information. Man, her eyes start opening. She says, wow, this stuff works. Because I tried this diet, I tried that diet, and all this. You guys ever saw this? Well, you guys remember this. You... Everybody tells you this. If you tea for try a diet, what will happen to you? You will what? You will die. It's just a matter of time. Because what it does, it, sh- it shocks the body. One day you, 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 you lose weight. Watch it. When you follow a diet, this is when you lose weight. Because if you don't stop that diet, what will happen? You will continue to do what? Lose the weight. When you follow the way God wants us to live, I used to be about 200 plus. I used to play football in, uh, in New York uh, when I was younger. As a matter of fact, my buddy back there, uh, James, James, say what's up? With natural, uh, natural healing through the laws of health as well in Georgia, uh, started working with them some time ago. He even saw how extra blessings I had. But as I continued to follow it, I started to balance. And watch this. Even though I may still have an extra blessing or two somewhere, you know, even though I still follow the same plan. And do I lose weight? No, because what I have done, I have what? Balanced. When you live the way God wants you to live, if you have extra blessings, you will come and balance and you will live the same way and you won't lose anymore because that's where God wants you to be. If you are underblessed, we work with people who, and you guys may be shocked, there are some people who need to add on some blessings, even in our country. You know what we do? We put them on the same plan. And even though they're underblessed, they'll come right back up to where they need to be. I'll tell you this, it's been over, man, I need to, I need to speak to her, but the last time I heard it was over about six months 
she had balanced. The young lady we were working with there in the Middle East, she had balanced over 100 plus blessings. The funny thing was she was scheduled to get what is known as the gastric bypass. You guys know what gastric bypass is? Now they got something else and say, oh, we won't cut you. We'll just put a little band around you. Same difference. Once the body is squeezed, you, you guys never heard of lap band? No? It's, it's new. It's brand new because they, they won't cut your stomach anymore, but they put a little band around it so it can keep your stomach small. But same thing. So she was scheduled to have the gastric bypass, and after the three months that she was balancing, they said, okay, we'll hold off on that bypass uh, uh, for now. After six months, you know what they did to that surgery? Thank you. They canceled the surgery. You know what now? This has opened the door. Now her physicians want to know what she did. So as we began working, uh, continued to work with her, we shared pathways to health and happiness. And she started to read about the life of Jesus. The first chapter is on our example. Then she started to read about diet and health. And she asked slowly but quietly, what do you believe? Who are you? Because I know you ain't Muslim. I said, all right, well, I'm glad you, uh, glad you know that. I said, I believe in God. She says, okay, well, where, where, who, where, who? I said, well, you know, I am a Seventh-day Adventist. She said, wow, I heard about you guys. Matter of fact, you guys have some of the same practices that we have as well. I said, wow, you've been studying. She said, I've been looking around and, and, and looking for alternatives. And the good news is, as we began to share the information, now she is tapping into the Bible because her family's like real rich. Over there in the Middle East, they tap the internet. The government taps the internet and stops it from receiving. You can't go to like, of course, you can't go to bad sites, but you can't go to Christian sites as well. So you can't even get the Bible over there. But because her family is like super rich, you know, over there money is nothing. They're building buildings like there's no tomorrow. Matter of fact, they're building like the whole Minneapolis at the same time. They're like, yeah, we want to build a downtown over there. So they're building a whole downtown. Same time. Uh, because she has access, she is now tapping into the Bible online. So, slowly but surely, she's studying and stuff like that. We're going to follow up with her. Uh, we're hoping, as a matter of fact, touch base with uh, one of her friends. We're hoping to go back next year. Next year is like tomorrow. But uh, we're going to hope to go back and then share even more information as well. So, that's... Um, that's one of the things. We work with numerous people who've been balancing the blessings. Matter of fact, also in this program, real quick, I want to let you guys know that it is interactive. Okay? You have any questions, raise your hand, ask a question. However, if we're talking about how to balance the blessings through water or something like that, we're not going to be asking about athlete's foot. You guys know what I mean? So we're going to keep the questions on the topic there. Watch this. So, many people say, well, what did she do? First thing that we need to do when balancing the blessing is follow the same thing that God wants us to follow. We need to have a schedule. What was that? A schedule. For those who wasn't here in the first session, we teach from three points. This is how you can tell if you're following a good plan, if it's found where? If it's found where? And if it's found... Good science, okay? Those are the three points we teach from. And then Dr. Mills jumped in. And one of the items that we can tell if a message is good is if it's accessible to who? To all. So I remember seeing the big, well, those billboards are not there no more. With, uh, what's this girl's name? 
Anna, Anna Nicole Smith. What, what's that thing she was using? Slim trim, fast trim, something trim? Trim spa. Uh-oh, somebody's busted. No, that's all right. Trim spa and stuff like that. No, no, no. Reason why that can't be the plan of God, because can everybody, can I ask you how much it costs? Oh, you don't know, you don't know. I'm joking. All right? Because not everybody can access that. That trim spa probably costs $100 a bottle. And if you can't buy yourself, does that mean you add on the blessings? No. God's plan should be accessible to all. So, what's the first thing? I think it's this. Testing, testing. Can you guys hear me? What's the first thing to be done? Can I get an eraser? What's the first thing to be done when looking to balance the blessings? You have to follow a what? A schedule. We talked about this in the first session. We'll remind you right now. The Lord even had God's people on a schedule. When they came out of Egypt, remember they were eating any and everything in Egypt. So did they add on some blessings? I think so because after, you remember, remember when they came out? They just been walking a little bit and they already got tired. You remember, you sure we don't want to go back? Why'd you bring us out? I'm tired. I ain't do no exercise. I'm just, I'm tired. So that tells me they was eating a little too much. They put on some blessings. So the Lord know that, oh, I thought she erased it here. We'll compromise or we'll go down here. They had to follow a schedule. Okay? What was the schedule that the Lord put them on? He sent the heavenly manna in the morning. They gathered it up and he told them to eat it how many times? Two times. You ready for this? When did he tell them to eat? In the morning and the evening. But watch this. Many people interpret that evening as a real evening. Okay? Remind me, I'm going to come back to that. Look at what Spirit of Prophecy says now. Regularity in eating is of vital importance. Vital meaning your life. That's how important it is. Yeah, let me just get these up here. Yeah, number four. Okay, that's fine. Regularity, it is a vital point. There should be a specified time for each meal. You guys heard that? There should be a specific time for each meal. At this time, let everyone eat what your system requires and take nothing else until the next meal. We consider ourselves vegetarians, but I call some of us anitarians. You guys follow that? We eat anything, anytime, anywhere, anyhow. My brother, I go by and visit with him in Georgia. I go and I make my nice tofu dish, you know, with some brown rice and some steamed veggies. And he comes in and he eats all of my food. <laughs> so, you know, I eat at a schedule. I eat at 8 in the morning. I eat at about 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So now I come back, I'm ready to eat, all my food is gone. And then he goes to Popeye's and comes back with Popeye's and says, hey, you want some? So I have my nice, healthy almond milk that I just made from scratch. He comes in the morning, takes his cereal, drinks all of my almond milk, and then goes ahead and buys regular milk and says, hey, you want some? He's eating at 2 in the afternoon, 3 in the afternoon, 4 in the afternoon, 5. He's eating all, I call him an anitarian. Not a vegetarian. Many as well are known as canitarians. You guys know canitarians? Boxitarians? Yeah, yeah, looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, we eat everything that comes in a can. 
I'm not going to call any specific names, you know. And we consider that, that that's a canitarian. If it comes in a can, you should avoid it. Only emergency situations. Okay? When you see something that says all natural, the root word or natural is what? Nature. So where should we be getting our food from? Nature. Or get your, your simple items and prepare simple meals. So I go ahead and I do make a bean patty or tofu patty and I pack them up and seal them up, put them in a the freezer for, you know, maybe a week or so and then I'll pull it out when I'm ready because I made it from scratch. Okay? So beware of the entertainers because the entertainers will make you starve. Because now that I'm hungry, there's no food there. So we need to follow... Okay. We need to follow a schedule. Watch this. The Lord even had His people on a schedule. We're going to go back to that now. He sent them the food once a day. They ate it twice a day. He gave them specific times to eat it. What happens when the children of Israel went ahead and took a little extra manna for a snack? It rot. I just want, you know, I'm going to get a little hungry. And it's not lunchtime yet. Can I get a little extra manna? What happened? They go back in their part. The Lord said, okay, you want some? You got some worms to eat or something. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? The Lord was strict. It look, look what it says here. It says, at this time we should eat and take nothing else until the next meal. There are many who eat when the system needs no food at any time, irregular intervals. This will harm the body. It says, one other habit we should try our best to avoid is eating at bedtime or just before bedtime. You guys know what I'm talking No, Nobody eats at bedtime here. All right, I'm guilty. I remember when I was at Southwestern, I always tell people this. Praise the Lord, I had an opportunity to, to run for a student. Uh, president and I won. Never give a student a budget. Never give a student a budget. Man, I called for all my cabinet meetings at 11.30 at night. They said, nice, where's the meeting? 11.30 at Denny's. I had a budget. He gave me about a thousand dollars. So I, I kind of figured it out. I said, man, if we eat at Denny's, let me see, once, we could probably eat about 10 times. Maybe 20 if we know we don't order no drinks. Man, we had Denny's every, almost every night we had meetings. I could not sleep unless I what? Ate. It says, watch this, this is a habit that we develop so much that it is thought impossible to go to sleep without what? Eating. You ever felt that way? I felt that way. I had to break that habit. Watch this now. So the Lord gave them morning and evening. But the evening for them was the evening oblation. When you look at the, uh, the sanctuary, items like that, that time for their evening was, because they ate so early in the morning, was at the breaking, evening oblation is at the what? Breaking of the day. What is the breaking of the day? What, what time, more or less, is the breaking of the day? When the sun comes and it, bang, and then it goes over. At noon time. Noon or, you know, early afternoon. The Lord taught them at what time and how to do it. And whenever they slipped up, man, thank the Lord is here with us, but He's not, you know, directly, you know, guiding us. He's directly guiding us, but He's not, because man, I would probably be dead by now, all the mistakes I made. You know what I mean? They would stone Him or something like that. He's eating late at night. But it was at the, at the evening. 
or the evening oblation, which was the afternoon. So when should we eat our meals? If you guys want to know how to balance the blessings, when should you eat your meals? In the what? Morning and in the afternoon. Watch this. We talked about this last session. It says here, many times, the many cases that weakness leads to a desire for food because the digestive organs have been overworked throughout the day. How does that happen? When you start what? Snacking. I had a client. She was like, nice, stop. I can't take it no more. Too much information. All I would do is eat at the right time and I would not snack anymore. Guys, what's considered a snack? Anything but who? Alright, anything but water. So you're telling me if I go ahead and just have a nice, you know, apple. Is that considered a snack? Any questions on that? Do you know there is no such thing as a healthy snack? One more time. There is no such thing as a healthy snack. It could be made from the garden. There's no garden of eating here, but it could be made from an organic garden only found in Alaska. It is not healthy. Anything that comes in between the meal is deleterious or harmful to the body. <coughs> Let me show you how it works. They did a quick study. They gave one gentleman three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They gave another gentleman breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. At the end of the day, they examined the stomach contents. The gentleman who had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what did he have in his stomach at the end of the day? Who? He had nothing but dinner. Excellent. <laughs> Good answer. Nothing but dinner, because it was at the end of the day, it takes how many hours? About three to four hours to pass through, okay? You guys follow that? The gentleman who had breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, what did he have in his stomach at the end of the day? He had residues of everything. If you want to balance the blessings, you need to eat on time and you need to avoid snacking. Anything that is not water is considered a snack. Even orange juice. Even that nice little sugar-free mint is considered a snack. Work with many people, they said, that's all I would do. I would avoid snacking. One lady, she said, tell me no more. I can't handle it. Too much information. She said, I would just stop snacking. At the end of the week, she balanced over seven blessings. You know what happened? She called the company. She called us back. Hey, you have any more information? <laughs> you told us too much information. Another individual who was dealing with uh, edema in the lower extremity. They're always feeling so tired. All they did was incorporate that. In the first week, they balanced over five blessings. Okay? So we're going to follow our schedule. Number two, we're going to avoid... What's that? Best snack is water. Okay? And water is not considered a snack because it doesn't need to be digested. Number three, if you guys want to go even stronger, we want to try our best to avoid juices. I got no amens on that one, Doc. Zero amens. Not even a... 
we need to try our best to avoid what? Juices. Juices. I'll share with you real quick. I'm just telling you what, what works. And I'm going to tell you real quick how the Bible proves that. Even 100% natural juices. You can even make the juice yourself at home. I'll share my mom's story again. My mom had cancer about over 20 years now. When she had cancer, now there are certain situations that people may need to use juice. Her, her antioxidants were down, the free radicals were taking over her body, it had spread from here to all over, she was in big trouble. So she needed a little extra boost of antioxidants, so you know, she used carrots and stuff like that. It was funny, her and another lady uh, who was in the hospital with her uh, found out that carrot juice was great. So man, she started using carrot juice, but my mom would only do about two cups a day. The other lady started knocking out six, seven cups a day. Man, in about two, three weeks, the lady looked like a carrot, if you know what I mean. Eyes orange, skin orange, everything orange. That was not temperate. Um, you, you, you guys never saw that before? Just watch. And we're not here to inspect people and stuff. But anybody who does juicing all the time, all the time, all the time, you see their face even looks green a little bit. Yeah, you, you, you can tell. It comes out on a pigmentation. But watch this. But praise the Lord, my mom's prayed, and we're going to talk about this in a later session. There are different reasons why people get sick. She prayed, she asked God for help, she made the changes, even though, you know, she had a mastectomy, she is still alive today. Over 20 years, the doctors only gave her one month. They said, get your will ready. And she's still alive today. But watch this. So my mom is like, hey, you going around the world helping everybody, and I still can't balance my blessings. And my mom's a little, little husky. That a word? I don't know. Yeah. A little blessed. She said, I can't balance it and you helping everybody else balance. What should I do? So I said, man, why is that, mom? You eating the way I told you and stuff like that? And it came to my mind. I said, mom, are you still juicing? She says, of course. I said, why are you juicing? She says, well, it helped me beat cancer. I said, wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. It was the Lord who healed you. He allowed certain things to help you. But the healing came from who? The Lord, it did not come from that juice, but he allowed that juice to help. Okay? Number two, why are you still juicing? Well, I don't want to get cancer again. But I said, well, you don't have cancer. Why are you trying to prevent? Just don't do the things that cause the cancer to begin with, and then you won't have the problem. Watch this. I said, Mom, how much carrots and stuff do you use? What kind of juice do you make? She said, well, I use about two carrots, one beet, celery, cucumber, this, that. I'm, I'm just like, wow. Too much. I said, Mom... Can you eat that? She says, I know I'm a little blessed, but I'm not a pig. You know what I mean? I can't eat all of that. I said, that's exactly my point. Even though those items are good and the juice you get in is powerful and 100% vitamins and all this good stuff, you have just removed the valve that God has put on it. You guys follow that? Jesus said, Lord... Your way is not the best way. I know a better way. So she removed the valve. Who can tell me what is the valve on fruits and veggies? What? Fiber. Watch this. When you start knocking out one carrot, I said, I asked her, how much can you eat? She said, well, I eat about one, maximum one, maximum one and a half. Why can't she eat more? The fiber kicks in. Fiber expands in the system, right? And it gives you a false sense of fullness. So you can't stuff anything else down. But when you do the juice now, you just pulled out that fiber. And now you just drink it and the body can't say, stop. 
You follow that? So now you are taking extra natural, good, healthy sugars and all that stuff and the body says, hey, this stuff is good for me, what am I going to do with it? So insulin comes and goes ahead, catches that, converts that into an extra what? And an extra blessing. You guys follow that? So I said, just stop doing that for now. Can you have juice once in a while? Yes. Didn't the Bible tell us about juice? You ready for this? When did they have juice in the Bible? Huh? Okay, at the what? Wedding. At the wedding. When else did they have a little bit of juice? Lord's Supper. Lord's Supper, when else? Celebrations. Celebrations, maybe festivals, different items like that, right? What did they drink all the other time? Some of us are celebrating three weddings a day. I'm like, man, who's getting married today, you know? Some of us are having like four or five Lord's Suppers, you know what I mean? You guys follow. We are just celebrating, having fiestas ten times a day. So what happens is that extra sugars and stuff like that is stored away as extra blessings. So can we have a little juice every now and then? Yes, go right ahead. But the only time I remember they had about three or four times a year, maybe. Every other time, what were they doing? Drinking water. Just try that. My mom tried it. In the first week alone, she balanced about six blessings. Just six. That's it. Anybody want to balance six? Okay, maybe some. That's all you have to do. Of course, it's God who's going to help you. But he just wants you to follow that basic principle. Okay, any questions so far? Okay, next step. Who? Oh, Jamba Juice? Oh, man. In our next session, let me just make a note of that. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent question. That, if you are to do a smoothie, that will fall into that category. But I wanted to share this with you. As it says here, it is better to eat it than to drink it. Okay, you guys follow that? Reason being, once you go ahead and you blend up, and I love smoothies. And another thing, most people, if you are to have a smoothie, you need to avoid the ice. You guys are clear on that, right? All right, let's just back up. It says foods should not be eaten very hot or very cold. If food is cold, the vital force is drawn upon the what? The stomach to warm it up before digestion can begin. Your body operates at what temperature? So if it's too cold, what does your body have to do? Warm it up. You ever notice how your whole body gets cold when you drink something cold? That's your body struggling to bring heat there. So it's, it's, it's the, the blood comes and sends all of that coldness away, pulls it away. That's why you start getting cold down here. You say, man, it only went here, but I'm cold here, I'm cold here, all over. Your body's trying to do? Warm it up. It says cold drinks are injurious for the same reason. Okay? So we should avoid items that are very hot or very cold. So you know what, man? When I read that, 
And it says, to him that knoweth to do right and don't do it, James 4.17, to him it becomes a what? I said, man, Lord, you telling me my tofuti is a sin now? I ain't saying that. You guys. I was convicted on it. So now, man, when I'm in that health food store and I see that tofuti, I just go like this. I just keep going. I said, I'm not even going to tempt myself. It says it is injurious. I was just in the hospital visiting someone the other day. And man, they rushed this guy in and stuff like that. Come to find out he had a stroke. It was in the morning time. And I'm not saying this is the reason why he had a stroke. But he already had high blood pressure. He already had heart problems. A whole bunch of stuff. So I, I'm, I'm, forgive me, I'm a little nosy. So I went to his son and I'm just like, hey, what happened over there? He said, man, I don't know what happened. We were just at the table eating and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, he had a stroke or something. Man, that, that could happen. We all know that could happen for a million reasons. He said, man, but we just start knocking out, you know. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a bad drink. It was, uh, I forgot what it was called. Um, some kind of Bailey's or something like that with ice and some ice cream. He said, man, we just start knocking that out, having a good time. And all I know, bam, he had a stroke. Cold causes your body to do what? Constrict. When you get cold, what do you do? You go like this or you go like this? You go like this. Same thing, your veins and your arteries. When it gets cold and the cold passes through, do your arteries just open up like that? No, they constrict. So let's say I have super high cholesterol, I have super high blood pressure, and my arteries are already like this, and I cause it to go like this. You can have a million and one problems. I'm not saying that's why he had it, but hey, We've been instructed this way, and science already told us the other items there, okay? So that's just something. So when you do do the smoothie, once in a while, and the reason why, and then I'm going to come to your question here. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. How, however he impresses you. But I, I, have, a nice, I have a nice little uh, pina colada yogurt that you can make. Amen. Come, come, come by the booth, and uh, we'll show you that there. But watch this. When you do the smoothie, this is why only once, and I'm, I'm just going to fruits now. When you do that, because you have blended it and you have broke it down, who's chewing on a smoothie? The blender. The blender. The blender. Okay? And when you drink that smoothie, do you be like... <laughs> Somebody like, man, what, what? <laughs> is everything okay? You know, imagine I'm here drinking... It's not possible. You have bypassed the first step in digestion. You guys follow that? So now it skips that and digestion begins where? In the mouth. Many people, it starts in the stomach. No, 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 no. By the time it gets to the stomach, it's already taken care of. But digestion begins in the mouth. And so when you do some of these items, you skip that. So watch this. If you want orange juice in the morning, what are you going to eat? Orange. And you go ahead and get the same fiber and all the vitamins and all the minerals and stuff like that. You want apple juice, what are you going to eat? Apples. Was that clear? Any questions on that? Yes, in the back. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm. If it's too good to be true and it ain't Jesus, it's, it ain't true. All right? Watch this. Just try. How about this? Just try just water. 
because when they start flavoring stuff, just read the ingredients. When you start seeing red 20, blue 40, uh, um, green 60, you in trouble. Matter of fact, one of my buddies is a, a mortician, uh, not mortician, a medical examiner. He says, man, nice, the information you guys are sharing with the people is solid. I said, why, what happened? He says, a couple years ago, when the dead bodies would come in, corpse or whatever like that, he said, we usually have about three to five day turnover time to get to it. You know what I mean? Get it out, clean it up, and get it re- rolling. So I said, okay, your point. He said, wait, I ain't finished. He says, now, in the past about five to ten years, when bodies come in, we now have a seven to ten day turnover time. So I'm like, man, I want to be like Daniel, three Hebrew boys. So I'm trying to think, you know, what is he saying? He says, like, duh, what happens is the food that we eat in have so much preservatives and chemicals. Watch this, he said. He said, it kills us faster. But once we're dead, it keeps our body fresher longer. Huh? Oh, he is so serious. He said it kills them faster, but once they're dead, it keeps their body fresher for longer. So if you guys want to be a little bit fresher when you're dead, make sure the family from Egypt or wherever your family have enough time to travel. Just continue. You guys follow what I'm saying? What time am I done? Okay. So that's, that's one step. So my, my dear sister with the flavored water, they have to flavor it with something. And when we look at sugars and stuff like that, it may be sugar-free. But those other items that they use in place of sugar are even worse than the what? Than the sugar. Was that clear? Okay. So we're going to space out those meals there. And another item we're going to avoid. How many times should we be eating a day? Twice. Morning and evening. If we have to have a third meal, we're going to pass out a little schedule for you guys here in a second. If you have to have a third meal, it should be very... Very, very light. One thing I like to encourage people to do, if they have to have an evening meal, go ahead and have some watermelon. Cantaloupe. You have two or three slices of that. You don't want to eat no more. You're full. And that passes through the system quick. Okay? Any questions on that? Next item, we're gonna, we all know this. We're going to try our best to eat larger what? Breakfast. Your lunch is going to be a little bit Smaller, okay? Another item that works very good because we want to help digestion. Everybody in this world is trying to speed up your digestion. This is why they tell you eat five or six meals a day. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this, it works. But at the same time you're eating five and six little meals a day, you are speeding up your metabolism because your body's like, man, I got to break this stuff down. Let me work, let me work, let me work. So you're burning more calories and stuff like that. But what happens to the body over a consistent period of time? It gets worn out. And they wonder why in about 10 years, the body just, this organ just shut down. Doctors don't know why it shut, it just, everything just starts shutting down. It's overworked. How can we help the digestion? Second item is drinking fluids with our meals. It's a problem. It says here, it slows down your digestion. We know this. This is why it's best to drink our water at least 15 minutes before we eat. And at least two hours after you eat. Was that clear? Yes. What about like cereal or soup? 
Excellent, excellent question. So y'all probably like, man, this guy's crazy. He tells us we can't eat cereal no more. No. You can enjoy your cereal. Just don't baptize it. You, you guys know what I mean? Man, some of us, we put so much milk, we fishing for the cereal. We, just, we looking for it. The milk is up here and the cereal is all the way down here. You baptize in the thing. This is trouble. And then, not only you finish eating, then when you're done, you got so much milk left, nobody throws that away. Because that's where all the... the I, I'm assuming you guys have maple, maple, granola. You're not using any sugar. But you know, I, mean, I used to eat the sugar cereal. That's where all the sugar is. So what do we do? We drink that down. What it does, it dilutes your digestive juices. Now your body has to do what? Work harder to increase the acid or the enzymes to break down the food. So it slows down your digestion. And watch this. As a result, it causes the fermentation similar to that, produce chemicals similar to that of alcohol. This is where we get the what? The belly. And praise the Lord, my brother's not here. I always talk about my brother. He's a pastor. Don't look him up because he's not at that church anymore. But he's a pastor, but he has the hugest, I used to say beer belly until I had to confirm. I said, man, I said, are you drinking? He said, brother, I'm at Venice. I said, okay, well, I don't know if you're stressed out, you know, the church, the board meetings, you know what I mean? Something is going on. He says, of course not. So I said, what are you doing? Because it's, it's like this. And he's my brother, so. And I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I don't know. And as I began to sit down with him and I spent that weekend with him. After every bite of food, what would he do? Drink. Every bite, drink. Every bite, drink. As a result, he has that. All he did, from that point on, I encourage him to avoid that item. All he did was drink his water at least 15 minutes before and waited two hours after. Man, now that pants are starting to come up a little bit higher. You, you, you know the passes with the bellies, the pants is all the way down here. It's coming up higher, it's coming down low. Now he could tie his own shoelace. He used to call his son and daughter, hey, tie my shoelaces. I'm like, no, no, that's not what the kids are for, you know? So now he can do his own. So just by following that simple thing, he is starting to relieve himself of that problem and he's starting to balance the blessings. Did you have a hand? Yes. Oh, directly related to acid reflux. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the young lady asked, is it does it also cause acid reflux? Yes. Directly related. Working with individual, you know acid reflux is one of the easiest things to get rid of? Easy. Following the schedule, avoiding that, holding off on the juices we can use. Remember we talked about only at certain times. And I'll just put, watch your, you guys don't mind? Great. Drinking. Basically 15 minutes and two hours after. Watch this. When you eat and drink at the same time, you have the food in the stomach. The only thing that has VIP access in your body is water or liquids. You guys, most of you guys flew here, right? Yeah. yeah. You know how the lines at the airport is full. So, man, I'm waiting online, you know, trying to get ticket and stuff. Oh, now we do the curbside. But sometimes you wait online trying to get the ticket. The line is so long. And then you just see some gentleman with his suitcase just walk right by you and go straight to the counter. 
I'm like, man, what's, what's wrong with him? He needs to wait online. So I go right behind him and I see a big sign. First class. Elite. VIP. I said, oh man. That's alright. He could spend $3,000 on that ticket. If the plane crashed, we, we all die together, you know? <laughs> you, you don't get parachutes or something like that. I'll save the money and, you know, I'll use that towards the ministry or something like that. But that's how water is in your body. You could have ate that food and once you put water in, Water goes right in and just pushes its way through, dilutes, messes up everything, and then it causes the digestion now to be delayed and takes even longer. This is why that is so important there. Was that clear? So what happens is when you eat and drink at the same time, it also causes, especially if you ate a lot of stuff like that, it causes, the person who has acid reflux, it causes that, and when you drink a lot of water or juice or stuff like that, it causes the water to come right back up. Or the, 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 the liquid there. Anybody eat buffet? Anybody eat buffet? No? Yes? Okay. We have buffet every Saturday, right? Yeah. Watch this. When you go to a buffet, do you drink first? You guys already knew this concept or this principle. Do you drink first? No, because at a buffet you want all you can what? Eat. When we used to win football games, the coach would bring us to a buffet. Oh man, I, I'm telling you, that buffet, they, they loved us for the business, but they hated us because we almost put them out of business. I'm the smallest guy on the team at about 205, 210. We got guys 300 pounds, 270, 65, 67. Man, they could eat. But watch this, when we were at that buffet, I noticed the manager will always get 10 waitresses just for us. And I saw him reprimanding one waitress because she was over there talking on the phone. No, 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 no. And he pointed to the water, her picture. I said, take care of them. So I said, hmm, what's that about? So any time I would grab my cup and take a little sip, what would she do? She'll come real quick. And I'm like, man, I only took a sip. She would fill it right back up. <laughs> so, you know, one time I started playing around, I started to go like this. She would come and I'll just stop. She'll back up. I'll go like this. Watch this. I saw what he was trying to do. He was trying to get us filled up on what? Water and juice and drinks because that's the cheapest thing. But watch this. When you go to a buffet, you eat one plate, two plates, three plates, four plates. You are never satisfied until you do what? Drink. Then you go, ah, and then you open up the bell and you, know, you relax a little bit. Because the mind is hard to tell the difference between hunger and thirst. Many times when we think we're hungry, hungry we're really what? Thirsty. Is that clear? So, if we can follow some of those basic, of course there's a little bit more to it. Matter of fact, in the schedule that we'll pass out to you, guys here, it's going to give you a simple menu planning. Simple, simple menu planning on how we should eat. When dealing with acid reflux, we want to eat in the order of digestion. People say, what does that mean? Of course, we don't want to mix fruits and veggies together, right? We know that. So we put the fruits in one meal, preferably breakfast. They go ahead and cleanse the system and the veggies. Now we'll put in a second meal, which is lunch. Goes ahead and replenishes, revitalizes the system. But we want to eat those items first. You know, a lot of us have mini acid reflux. You know how you can tell? When you have your nice potluck and stuff like that, and you finish off. When you finish off potluck, what do they bring out? The desserts. The desserts. Oh, man, that's one problem. We're vegetarian, but when the desserts come out, 
Man, we've been downtown and back. We get the Entenmann's, I don't know, Sara Lee's, and we just bring it all out. Sugar, sugar, sugar. But, you know, we celebrate and we say, hey, we want to be healthy, and then we bring out the what? The fruits. You ever notice how the fruits come out at the end of the meal? And you eat those fresh grapes, the fresh melon and stuff like that, and in an hour or two, let's say you burp, and it comes back up, spoiled, like old. You're like, man, I thought that stuff was fresh. What happens is, because the fruits digest much faster than the heavier soy chunks and brown rice and tofu and stuff like that, which takes about three hours to digest, four hours, it sits at the top of the stomach. Because who's the only one that gets VIP in the stomach? Water and liquids. It sits at the top of the stomach, right? And then especially if you drink after, what happens is, because it sits there, it's trying to get through, but it, it digests it in about 45 minutes to an hour. And it sits there and it begins to what? Spoil or rot or ferment. That's why it comes back up later, all tingly and old tasting. So what we want to do, we want to eat the fresh items what? First. First. Then the heavier items afterwards, okay? And one of the most important things as we close here uh, in a second is we want to make sure we get some activity going. You have to get some activity. I can't let someone who is taking drugs, or not taking drugs, but drinking and smoking, who exercise being better health than me who is proclaiming health. Message. You guys follow what I'm saying? And watch this. As we continue to do this, do you know, and I'll just share this, I believe, as the Lord has told us, that we should be present our bodies as a living sacrifice, a witness to all. You know, we don't have to do no major evangelistic projects anymore. People say, what? Blasphemy! Get them out! Watch this. As we lift Christ up in our lives, it'll be a, nat- a living testimony. People will just say, man, what are you doing? How can I do that? And then what they will do, as you share the information with them, slowly but surely, they'll see the blessings and the benefits and the balancing take place. Then their minds will be clearer. Then they will ask you, hey, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to attain that peace of mind that you have? This is how the Lord wants to do it. This is why he wants it to balance. Not to lose, not to gain, but just to balance. Amen? Was the information helpful? Well, we want to... Is there any question that I missed? Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Chewing gum. Can I? You want half the truth or the whole truth? Chewing gum is one of the most disastrous things that can be done to the body. What it does, it tricks the body. And when you start chewing, it starts telling the body what? Food is coming. What does your body do? It produces more enzymes, more acids and stuff, and it starts to erode the stomach lining. It starts to just, watch this, because the acid is not breaking out food, it's going to start breaking you down. And you hear the war that goes on when you start chewing gum? You know the war, the grumbling and stuff like that? That's a war going on. Your body is trying to fight itself and protect itself. Chewing gum is the one of the most harmful items that could be done. I used to be an avid. I used to go to Sam's Club and buy the 100% sugar-free Trident uh, Super Value Saver Pack. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where you get like 10 packs? Man, I used to knock those out. Every week I needed another one. And I was wondering why my stomach started burning. And this is when I was only 16. 
So that's one of the items there that you want to avoid, and that, that's also considered a snack. And as we... Whole grains. How can you tell if it's a whole grain? Last item. All right, so we'll look at the Lord's health. Here it is real quick as we close. Each whole grain has three parts to it. You see that? Anybody looking to balance the blessings, you need to have all three parts. The first part is the endosperm. Second part is the germ. You know what the funny thing is? They make three sources of income off of one whole grain. You ready for this? They cut that germ off, they stick it in a bottle, and they say, eat your what? Wheat germ. And they charge you five or six dollars for it. Then they cut here, which is the fiber or the bran, they cut that off. Add a little sugar, fry it for you. You know how you can tell it's fried? Oh, and they put it in a box and they say, make sure you eat your what in the morning? What kind of cereal? Your bran cereal. You know how you can tell it's fried? Just look at it closely, you're going to see the bubbles on the, on the flakes. You, you never notice that? You see bubbles, and you're like, man, how did a bubble get on my flake? Man, that stuff has been fried. And then the last thing on the shelf is what? The white rice, white bread, white flour, the cheapest thing. God intended for us to eat it as a whole item. When we don't eat it as a whole item, this is the leading, one of the leading cause of constipation, colon cancer, different items like that, diverticulitis, lotus, all that stuff. But when you eat it whole, it takes care of that. Was that clear? So watch this. Go home. Take your rice. You can tell if your rice is whole grain or not. If you notice, like let's say your white rice, it has a little sharp claw at the end. Just look at it real close. It has a little sharp claw. You know why it has that sharp claw? Because the germ used to be in there. But they, they have a machine that takes the wheat, the germ out, and they sell it to you there. And if, you, if your rice doesn't have little, little white spots on it that goes like this, that's the bran. That's the fiber. If it doesn't have that and you see a nice slice over it, they have removed the fiber from it. And then they sell that to you in your weedy cereal. Okay? So what you want to do is use whole grain items. Is oatmeal a whole grain item? Yes. Only thing they did for you is they rolled it out so it could cook a little bit better. But it still needs good cooking uh, about two hours there. Alright? Well, we'll close. Now in prayer and... and is, is it in the folder? Yes. Okay. You begin a handout. Uh, you have a folder there. And you also have our manual. Um, or some of you guys have the manual, which is our ministry of healing. Go through that. The chapter that we went over today is a little bit on diet and health. I hope you enjoy. And feel free, if you have any questions, shoot us an email. Or you can give us a call as well. Let us pray. Lord God in heaven, we thank you again for the message that you have given us. So simple, so clear, dear Father. You intended for us to balance the blessings. The fat, of course, we remember belongs to you. And whatever you do, give us through the nuts, the fruits, the grains, and the veggies. May it be a blessing to us as well. Hope the information, Lord, uh, may not just sit here, dear Father, but we may be able to apply it to our lives. And many people will look and say, wow, what can I do to be like that? Thank you again for hearing and answering. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
This media was produced by Audioverse and Hope Media Ministry for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to listen to more great media like this presentation, or if you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. You can also find great witnessing media at audioverse.org and at hopevideo.com.